The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey from 2012. And unexpectedly, I'm joined this time by Faye Stacy. I like the the face that you pull when when you open these podcasts. When you say hello. I like I like that face. What face what does it look like? You like this. That's really helpful. It's an audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> you just you look you look in pain. I am in pain yeah. because I've just sat through an unexpected journey. How long was it? Three. One hundred and sixty-nine no. minutes. Two. Two hours, hours forty-five. 45. Basically, okay. forty-four. Really. Um, the good news is that they now get shorter. Do they? Each subsequent one gets shorter now. Oh. The bad news is there's two left. Yeah. <laughs> so let's dive right in, shall we? See. I mean, again, for all of its faults, I don't think it's as good as Lord of the Rings, but I actually do still quite enjoy watching that. Why? I think it's Thorin. I think it's got to be Thorin. A, because he is good at acting. B, because he carries the whole film. And C, because I I find him really quite attractive. He's a poor man's Aragorn. I think he's better looking than Aragorn. No, get fucked. Even with the prosthetic nose, I'd rather have him. No way. I would. What are you talking about? I I really like his hair. I think he's not got that weird bump in it. He's not got that weird, like, crevasse in his chin. Oh, I just want to climb inside that that chin. Honestly, I'd have Thorin any day over Aragorn. And I'm sure he'd have you. So, um, it, oh. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what to say. So where did where did we start? We had the prologue, which um, unnecessary is all. None of that information is in the Hobbit. It it leads up to the opening, the actual genuine opening lines of the book. So I'm looking at your notes. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to help. It's basically old Bilbo from. It's old Bilbo. The Lord it's, of the Rings. Um, what is what's that actor called? See Peter something, I want to say. Uh, yeah, Peter something. I don't and think that's his name. He's just talking some bollocks about the he's, fucking dwarves. What, he's, it's, it's, it's 20 minutes of exposition mm. where he gives you the background on Erebor and um, who the dwarves are and you see Smaug attacking the little town outside of Erebor and Erebor itself. None of that is in the book. Mm. You you start with um, Bilbo describing what a hobbit hole is in the book. It literally just opens with uh, there was once a hobbit who lived in a hole, mm. and and he and after that twenty minutes of the oh the dragon came and blah blah blah. That's when it sort of picks up where the book starts. But see, once again, all this prologue shit could just come out naturally yeah, throughout through, the film. through you watching the film. Through the characters interacting. Yeah, and you kind of get, when you read the, because they don't have that prologue in the book, and you find all that out as you read the book. Because this is the difference with this one and Lord of the Rings. I have actually read The yeah, Hobbit, and I've I reread it. I reread it after this film came out, I think. I think I watched this film, and then I... I read it again. Hmm. And, and Probably wouldn't have taken you as long as watching the film. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, we get all this fucking exposition-y shit. 
And then all these dwarves just turn up at Bilbo's house and they're all, it's like trying to be comedic. Like there was some nice comedic stuff in yeah. the Lord of the Rings, but this just feels forced. Um, I'm not just... sure I would completely agree with that. Mm. I find, like, I quite enjoy the way that they all interact with each other. All the dwarf, yeah, all the the way all the dwarves interact with each other, and Ian McKellen, how he interacts with himself alone on a green screen stage with polystyrene balls as representing. Each he looks their faces. so miserable. He does. He actually, he actually does look like he's having quite a hard time acting. And I'm pretty sure there are quotes of him saying that he spent so much time alone in the, this room with these polystyrene balls that he'd get to the end of the the day and just. Be, just start crying. Yeah, I think he think he did actually cry on set, and he just this is not why I became an actor. I believe was the phrase, which yeah you can tell. And mm. um, there's some fucking there's some musical numbers which are in the book. I feel like I I wrote a note a bit later on. These films are a masturbatory exercise for people who really like Lord of the Rings lore. Yeah. Because there's lots of songs written down in the book of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and I actually can't... Even though I have read The Hobbit more than once, I've never actually sat down and read the songs. Yeah. Because it just... It's too... trite, mm. I think. It, it's too, like, saccharine, and I don't like it. Um, but the, those songs, I'm pretty sure, are the ones in the book. So I think they're trying to be more like the book this time. See, well, that's what I was going to talk about because originally this was supposed to be a two-parter. Yes. With Guillermo del Toro directing the yes. first part. Yeah. And his vision... So they talked about how... Peter Jackson's one would be sort of a halfway between the Lord of the Rings style and Del Toro style to kind of blend the trilogy, the two trilogy, the two, Sets the Hobbit and films, the Lord yeah. of the Rings. But Del Toro, I was quite excited, even though I didn't like I the was, Lord of the Rings, I was, I was quite really excited, excited to see that. To see what Del Toro would have made because, of it. And it's it apparently was supposed to be more fairy tale like. Um, I mean that book is more whimsical because yeah. obviously Tolkien wrote it with kids in mind anyway. Yeah. And so, so what you get in this film is a it's tone tonally it's, it's a mess it's because confused, yeah. You you do have quite a lot of sort of dark gritty violence. Mm. Like there's a bit near the end where um Bilbo just fucking stabs a guy like yeah, straight through proper, the chest. Like, like scrambles like onto fucking, him. Yeah, and, like, like a murder like just like you, you would and... see that in a horror film, just someone just going Rah! over yeah. and over again. But then you also get just like a, a troll wiping snot on him. Yeah. And all the humour is is that kind of, oh, it's funny because he's wiped his snot on him. Oh, it's funny because he's eating loads of food and it's gross and it's going all over his beard. Yeah. It's very... I don't know. I feel like some of the... Lord of the Rings wasn't the most subtle humour, but there were still some moments. Yeah. Like character moments rather than just like, noises is, yeah. and just gross like yeah like Gim like Gimli a, tr- a troll a scratches of, like, his ass and Martin Freeman goes ooh yeah Gimli had a lot of nice character moments because I remember saying to you like Gimli has some of the best lines mm. and that's yeah snappy dialogue yeah but this is more like 
I think it's because there's even more characters in yeah. it than in the Fellowship. And half of them don't get a line. Um, like, half the dwarves don't yeah. fucking speak. And, like, that's not too dissimilar to the book, to be fair. Um, obviously, there's more space in a book to give people... Like, it's it's more feasible in mm. a book to do that. But I have to say, because of the way characters are named in Lord of the Rings, because it's like Ori and Nori... Ori, Nori, Bori, Thori, Gori, Lori and Dori. <laughs> there's Ori and Nori and there's Killy and Philly. I know which way round those two are now. And there's other ones that I can't remember. I just call it Bomber is Fat Bomber. Dwarf. And then there's James Nesbitt. His, <laughs> yeah. his dwarf name I can never remember. Well, his name is James Nesbitt. That's... But I remember because the first time I read The Hobbit I was ten. And that scene at the start where the, the dwarves get introduced was too much for me. Mm. I couldn't keep track of who, like, and the, in the film, it's kind of the same. You can't keep, yeah. you can't keep track of them all. There's the one with the white beard. Yes. There's the fat one. Yes. There's the one you fancy. Yes. There's the two that always hang around together. Because they're brothers. There's James Nesbitt. Yes. And there's about six others. There's the one with the axe in his there's head. There's the stupid one. There's the stupid one who's in a Haribo advert. <laughs> There's one with the axe, bit of axe sticking out of his I didn't head. Even, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice that He's a man about, had a fucking axe in his head. It's about here. It's like... Again, audio. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Thorin. Um, I do like Aidan Turner as well because he's very handsome. Who, which one's that? That's Philly. That's one of the two brothers. Philly. Yeah, I want a Philly... I don't know where right. I'm going with that. Um, so basically, Bilbo is chosen because he doesn't smell like a dwarf. And that's how and, they're going to yeah. get past Smaug. just quite likes him, I yeah. think. Um, also, one of his ancestors was big enough to ride a, a full-sized horse. Yeah, so a slightly more adventurous line of hobbits. Yeah. And that's enough reason to go on a quest. Mm-hmm. Why not? Keep it simple. I've dropped a pen, sorry about that. Um, there's a really good... That's my good mechanical pencil. I'm sorry. I'll pick it up. <laughs> Let me just pause the podcast to pick up your pen. <laughs> it's not a pen, it's a pencil. Pen- pencil. Um, Gandalf has a great line. All good stories deserve embellishment. And I feel like Peter Jackson just shoved that in there to justify all his just going off like on tangents. yeah. Having to cram in the the Saruman. Yeah, there's loads of um, sections the from the Silmarillion in this, hmm. um, because Radagast is not in the Hobbit, and um, Kate Blanchett is not in the Hobbit, and mm-hmm. Saruman is not in the Hobbit, and these are all bits because I'm pretty sure there are sections where Gandalf disappears, and this is what he is doing, but you're never told that because that's not part of this story. They are, it is build up to Saruman, which is interesting for people who are interested in Lord of the Rings lore, which is, I don't know. Well, the good, see, I actually quite like that scene where it was Ian McKellen chatting with Christopher Lee. And Hugo Weavings was there as well. I do. And so was the Kate Blanchett, and she didn't annoy me this time. Did she not? No. I thought that was a really nice scene because they were. You know, good actors having like this this 
good conversation, yeah. like dialogue about oh, bad oh, shit's gonna come. No, yeah, what are you, you talking sure? about? Like, what evidence do you have? Are you sure yeah. you're not just overreacting? Like, you need to calm down. That was oh, good. Oh, but I've got this sword. Oh, but and yeah. that was the quietest scene with the least characters. Yeah. Um, Martin Freeman going full blown <sighs> Martin Freeman. I know. Like he's become a parody. Of himself, he he really has, and it, and I said this to you, and it was so, it was so disappointing because, honestly, in that first series of Sherlock, he's brilliant. I honestly yeah. think he's so good. He really surprised me at how good he was in Sherlock, and in this film, he delivers every single line like he is talking to somebody at a bus stop that he doesn't know mm. that has decided to talk to him. Mm. Like, that kind of, like, I don't... I'm only saying this to be polite. <laughs> I actually don't want to... You're making me feel very uncomfortable. He and gets... he, he makes a lot... He makes a lot of weird faces and he makes a lot of, like, stuttery gesticulations. Yeah. It just feels he, weird. I thought it... I don't know if it got better throughout the film or it's just because no. he was less in it. Because... But that opening scene where all the dwarves are coming in and he's, he's going, Oh, get... No, no, uh, no. Mm. And he's doing Ooh, all the the, the office Ooh, fe- like Ooh. he's close to like just barreling down the camera like he does in the office, yeah. and he's doing all these hand gestures and faces that he does, which are normally more subtle. Yeah. Um, in things like Sherlock and Fargo, it's still yeah, he, he's he, good yeah. Fargo, yeah, isn't yeah. He? He's still like he's still very Martin Freeman in Fargo. But like, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. And he did Fargo after this, didn't he? Yes, I think so. But th- but this See, is that's just what like makes me think that he probably wasn't given a lot of direction. Yeah, it's just like Peter Jackson obviously was just like, I fucking love what you do. Do that. Be more Martin Freeman, and yeah. he just did. Did he just double double it Freeman? Because it feels like there were certain lines that he has that he should be delivering with more gravity mm. than he does it it just feels like he's saying it as he's putting a tie on yeah yeah like he's in the office yeah it's a shame because i really it like is martin a, freeman it is a shame because i know i love him as well but he's shit it, he is it's not good so the main problem i have with this film is that there is no real urgency like there is in or seems to be in lord of the rings i know it still takes fucking forever but like it's like yeah. seriously we need to do this or the world will end but they they just seem to be bumbling from one set piece to the next like mm-hmm. they're just walking around and they're like oh let's stop and make camp and you know in the old ones they would be like no we need to ride to this place but like we don't have time and just like in the middle of the day they're just like right do you want to rest for a bit yeah and then they're like oh let's have a set piece with some trolls. Let's have a set piece with some orcs. I suppose it's because there actually isn't there. There genuinely isn't the urgency of Lord, like Lord of the Rings, until they find out that they need to get there by Durin's day. But up until then, yeah, they're just like, well, Fucking we know amount. there are sort of rumblings, but they're not. They they aren't actually to a deadline, and it, from a sort of like if this was actually happening point of view. You'd want to get there in one piece. So there'd be no point in pointlessly... Like, you don't need to push yourself to get there. By I, know, I get what just... you're saying. I do get what you're saying. But the counter-argument of it is there's no urgency because 
It's not. It's, it's not it's the same ju- story. It just feel, it's the problem is that the the set pieces it doesn't flow naturally into them. Yeah, they it, all it, it they get to a place, like... they come to a stop, and then it goes activate set piece and then it stops and then then it gets to the next place yeah Yeah, it's like levels in a video game rather than like an actual flowing story and this is like I I mentioned this in the last time I wanted Lord of the Rings I thought I misremembered that it was an adventure with all of them always together which is what happens in this one which is what happens in this one but not like this that's not what I wanted (laughs) There's too many of them with no real personalities and it just becomes a mess. Like the, all the fight scenes, you're not you're not following each individual character. Mm. It literally is like, here's this one hitting that, here's this one hitting that, here's this one hitting that one. Like, it's not like... I, I was trying to think of... Like the Avengers came out the same year. Oh, and you it? Yeah, 2012, wasn't it? So you would you'd cut to so you know Captain America and Thor fighting together, and they would fight a couple of yeah aliens. They'd, they'd spend more time on each thing, but I suppose then that therein lies the problem because there's so many of them. Yeah, but just to, don't have as many of them. Yeah, but that's but you can't exactly like revive the... Tolkien and be like, how are we going to do this without so many? Dwarves? No, I mean no, I mean as many like enemies they're just fodder it's just oh fucking... yeah i see what you mean it's, it's like, like the droids in the prequels you just cut them down like butter yeah literally there's a bit where he gets a one of them gets a really long stick and he's just whacking it backwards and forwards knocking five enemies off at a time he, he kills about fucking 30 people in about five seconds yeah and it's not interesting because he's just going backwards and forwards and then there's a there's another shot from like over the top of one of them and he's just fucking spinning around like the matrix or some shit See, like I spinning quite like that. <laughs> uh. i want that stick i want that twirly stick yeah i think it'll be fun um that's that's what i feel the main problems are but so we get to so they they fuck about with um those what are they trolls yes that get... So and that's that's quite a nice yeah. bit where Bilbo proves that he's got a bit, a bit smarter, bit more between his ears. Yeah, because he realizes that he needs to sort of stall them. And I quite I quite like that bit where he says that they have parasites, and they're all like, "No, we don't." And Thorin like kicks them, and they're like, "Yes, yeah. yes, I have really big parasites to that's... stop the trolls from eating them." Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And... I do like I do like that. I think the trolls are quite I don't know. I wouldn't say funny is the right word, but no. I think they're well thought out. I don't know. I don't dislike them is what I'm saying. It's all right. It's just weird that there's a they they probably get more dialogue than most of the dwarves. Yeah, they do. And then they fight some orcs and then they get to the elven place. And Hugo Weaving's there. Hugo Weaving is there, and he is grinning from ear to ear. He has got the biggest paycheck to reappear <laughs> in this series. He's actually... Because Lord of the Rings, he was just very kind of stoic. I am an elf. I suppose you could look at this another way, in that in Lord of the Rings, he knows that they're having to fight Sauron, and it's very grim times, yeah. and that's why he's very... He's quite stressed because he's quite like high up, and mm. he's a lot of it falls on him to organise what's going to happen. 
But in The Hobbit, they're living in peacetime. Yeah, he's much... So he's... Yeah. He, it, it makes sense for his character, for him to be happier and more yeah. carefree. Because he he's not in a particularly difficult time. Mm. Big paycheck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I said earlier, Gandalf and uh, Saruman have a really good chat. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, and then just that orc dude. What's he called? A sock? Just the uh, ass. Arog, Azog, 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 the pale orc. Yeah, the 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 one with the spatula for a hand. I He's... see. I feel. I mean, I kind of get why, from like a oh, we need a nice big finish point of view. He was in it, like. Because they have all that scene at the end where he's caught up with them and they're in the trees and the trees are all mm. on fire and you see Thorin like stand up and charge at him and then get immediately like destroyed by no. the dog. But I kind of like I don't get why he's in this. Yeah, it's just it's just to add because you got to save the dragon for the second one. Yeah. But fuck all's gonna happen. You need yeah, a you big need, bad you for an, this film. You need an antagonist. But like I was reading the trivia and he was he was originally a guy but he was just peter jackson didn't like the look of it so they just did it digitally like a last minute thing Mm -hmm. and it shows it doesn't work as well one of the things that i liked so much about the lord of the rings is the fact that all of the orcs and the urukai are all actors in makeup and costumes and it looks it feel it gives them more weight Mm. when they're moving and it feels more real because of it. Mm. And it, it does look kind of odd because all of the other orcs with the pale orc are, re- are real people. Yeah. And he's the only one that is... And he's just, like, very shiny and clean yeah. and... Yeah. 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 Um... But I really, really like Radagast. I know he's got bird shit down the side of his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually really like... I know you don't Bird shit me. wizard. But I really like Sylvester McCoy. I think he like took the part and was just like, Do you know what, I'm going to have the time of my life with this. Just sod it. I'm getting paid well. Mm-hmm. I get to wear a crazy outfit. I'm going to have fun. It just felt, un- once again, just I, unnecessary I know it kind of sidetrack. unnecessary sidetrack, but there's something that really... There's something about a slightly doddery old man driving a chariot pulled by rabbits that I just really, really enjoy. <laughs> I really like seeing him like going around with his rabbits. I know it's. I and know what yeah, you mean. It is his whole track, thing is trying like to it. trying to oh, you're save a, hedge, a CGI hedgehog. <laughs> well, the spiders attack his house. Yeah. Oh, I know that's funny. I that's just didn't really care bit. who he was. Oh, well, he was just oh, yeah. he's a crazy wizard trying to save some animals, and he does. And then he's gone again. Yeah. Does he ever come back? He comes back in the second one. Oh, fuck. Um, but I don't know about the third one because I actually haven't seen it. Um, Woo! So that will be interesting because we'll both be seeing it for the first time. Um, no, I don't... Do you know what? I don't really resent any of that sidetracking because I find that quite interesting, all that necromancer stuff. Who, incidentally, is actually played by Benedict Cumberbatch again. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Um, and because I just, I really like Radagast, so I actually don't mind him taking up screen time because I really enjoy it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's it's a fine performance. It just feels once again like un- why are you why are you showing me what, this? Yeah, no, I know. This what you film mean. Is, doesn't need to be two hours and forty five minutes long. And that's long. what I mean about it being a, a masturbatory exercise for people who really like Lord of the Rings lore because that's what it is. I mean, no. at the end of the day, like if you're like a super hardcore, like I really like the lore, I really like uh, it's something that I want to see a lot of then this film's kind of ideal for you. <laughs> but yeah. if you really, if if you if you went to it to see The Hobbit, that's not what you got. No. The, see, nothing has yet topped the fight scene in Fellowship where it's just them in Moria. versus a few orcs. Uh-huh, and the, the troll. It's fucking brilliant. That is really good. That is Everyone a really good fight scene. Everyone has a thing to do and they actually fight people rather than just cutting them down in one and it's it flows from one person to the next and there's actual like stakes. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a CGI clusterfuck of they they fall down like so many mountains and <laughs> like they would break their necks a hundred times over. Yeah. Just like fucking CGI bridges just coming down the whole way in down into the cave and like just hundreds and hundreds of orcs just falling to their deaths. They're goblins, actually. Goblins. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but yeah. it's, as you, you've put here, like trying too hard to one-up moments from lord of the rings but because yeah, they, because it feels like oh they like the return of the king they had all this thousands of massive battles and stuff and so now even just a small story about 13 dwarves and a hobbit has to be like oh my god like they're fighting hundreds of people at a time they're swinging from ropes and they're yeah fucking all over the place which i think it's quite nice that like with Smaug, he is just one dragon because mm. that does kind of focus it a bit. I don't know what, how you'll feel about it um, when it comes up, but it is quite nice that they actually can't do that. They yeah. can't like have loads of them because there's, there is just one dragon. Yeah, because at the moment it just feels like that's what they're trying. They're like, oh, this is even bigger than lord of the rings it's there's so much i mean danger can... but it's it just ruins the immersion because yeah. you don't care because all you're seeing is tiny blobs it on a screen quite... just going all over the place that bit at the end when they're escaping from the goblins yeah i mean i like i do like lots in the film up to that point but that is it's visually confusing like, it's hard for your eye to follow mm. what's happening. And it's just like, oh, okay. I mean, there are um, there are little bits that I quite like, but... Like what? Name <laughs> one bit. Um, See, you can't. I like when Killy... Or is it Philly? Great. Aiden Turner. I like it when Aiden Turner's deflecting arrows. Because I who can do that? stupid. It does look a bit stupid, but I quite like it. Um, don't know the best bits of when they're in those caves and stuff is Bilbo and Gollum's mm. uh, riddle. The, yeah, riddle the game. only problem is that I is couldn't. Good. 
I was glad that there was something other than just running around and mindless violence. Well, you can't. But, you, the thing is, that's such an infamous part of that book. You, you could never have yeah. replaced it with anything else because people would have been outraged. I couldn't fucking understand a word that like Gollum was saying, though. How am I supposed to solve a riddle when he's just going... To be fair, we were talking. Yeah, I was going, what? What, the f- <laughs> what did you just say? What the fuck? No, we... Well... I, I just... all When I was talking, all I was saying was, what did he just say? I don't... I can't understand him. Yeah, but, like, in the same vein, you... Like, it started because you weren't listening to to Bilbo's first riddle about the teeth. That's because and he's then so I was very, you, very dull. And then I was telling you about the teeth so you didn't hear Gollum. <laughs> so then when Bilbo was talking, I was telling you about what Gollum had said. And then when Gollum was talking, I was then telling you what Bilbo had just said. So it, I don't know. I feel like that was... Because I don't remember having any problems understanding him when I saw it at the cinema. Well, good for you. <laughs> But then in the same vein, I didn't have any problems understanding Bane and everyone else seemed to come mm, no, away from Batman being problems. like, what the hell was he saying? So, Hello! My name is Bane! I haven't done that in a while, actually. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, so, yes. There's... The problems come down to this. They only had six months of pre-production... Whereas I feel like The Lord of the Rings was probably a lifetime goal for Peter Jackson. He'd probably been yeah. thinking about that since he read the book. I do half wonder if that's because obviously originally Guillermo del Toro was supposed to do it. Yeah. And then and then I don't know what happened with that. Basically they had they it was to do with funding like because they owed money to the Tolkien fund or something. They were they were refusing to pay for the rights and shit like that. And it just took years and years because it's like they started talking about it in two thousand and eight, um, or two thousand ten, um, and so after like three years of just constant back and forth, like legal shit, Del Toro was just like, nah, I'm out. Like, I can't fuck around. I've got other projects to not do. Yeah, like the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. And How Justice League Dark, he... Hellboy Three. How many times has he tried to do Mountains of Madness now? I think it. It's getting on for like four attempts to get it like funded. Yeah. But for anybody who's read that, will understand why it's quite a task. Because mm. the, um, I've only seen the Kurt Russell version of the thing, <laughs> um, but that film is essentially sort of the first, the first half of the Mountains of Madness, and they've completely cut out the, the second bit entirely, and Ooh. then it deviates a little bit to sort of tie the film up. But I know I would love to see Del Toro do Mountains of Madness, but who knows? Who knows when that will happen? Yeah. Quite a few people have suggested like a Tintin crossover, so Tintin in the Mountains of Madness. That <laughs> <laughs> would be brilliant. Would it? Yeah. Tintin's like... I wish Tintin did things like that, but it doesn't. Anyway, we're getting like yeah. severely so, off topic. I was trying to think... Like I think people have compared this to like the Star Wars prequels, but it's it's nowhere near that bad. No, no, I I don't think it's anywhere near as bad it's not, as the Star Wars prequels. It's not bad. It's not like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. It's just like, uh, this is kind of dull, and repetitive. Yeah. And just move it forward, man. I don't know, cause I, 
I don't know whether this is a good thing or not, but I can kind of just, I think I like them because I can just like sit and kind of like veg a little bit. <laughs> My brain doesn't have to work all that hard really when I'm watching it. Mm. Apart from in the bit at the end when I can't see what's happening because mm. there's too many CGI goblins. But like, I think that might be why I, I don't know, I just... It just feels like there's no passion because, you know, all the... They spent ages, like, working out, oh, how can we film, like, a, a wizard and a hobbit in the same room? And they made all these, like, amazing contraptions yeah. to, like, film it at the same time. And now it's just like, nah, fuck right. it, CGI, mate. Yeah, now it kind of just feels like Peter Jackson's just doing it because he feels obligated to. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, he doesn't really want to. Yeah. And that's why it probably would have been better if Del Toro... Yeah. had done it because then it would have been a, like a fresh yeah or if there was like a you know a script or something <laughs> oh I don't know about this I don't know uh, it's just I it's just kind of blah like you can't get attached to many of the characters yeah, really yeah and... I think the only the only characters that I get attached to in that film are Thorin mm. And Kiwi and Philly, and certainly not Bilbo. No, no, which is a real shame because I really like Bilbo as a character, and I really like Martin Freeman as an actor. And when that was announced, I was like, "This is going to be great." Yeah. And it just wasn't. It like honestly, Richard Armitage is is brilliant. Mm. I think he honestly carries this whole film. It wouldn't be anywhere near as good as it is if he wasn't in it. It's, yeah, it's just... It's just dull. It's totally inconsistent. It's just a mess of... Un, of fight scenes that don't really flow or make sense. It's just all just... Oh, we need to be bigger and blah. Mm. It's the same trap that Doctor Who falls into these days, where they just feel like it, the only way it can get better is to be bigger. Mm. And then that's a lot of things fall into yeah, that trap. Yeah, yeah, they do. And one of the best episodes of Doctor Who is that one where they're trapped in that that um, little car with no windows, and there's and that sounds great. They're copying each other. It's a really, it's a really good episode. And again, it's one of the smallest in terms of like num like cast numbers. There's basically no other sets. And mm. uh, Merlin's in it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the guy who plays Merlin. All right. He's in it. He was in it because that was before Merlin. And and again, it it's like you say that scene with Gandalf and Saruman. Yes. Because they're fucking good actors. Yeah. And they they're they're having. A discussion. They're not going stabby stabby. They're they're trying to like Sar What's his name? Saruman. He's trying to like get into his head and yeah, because Saruman at this point hasn't like turned over to Sauron, but it's probably in the back of his mind. Yeah. So you you like as you're watching it, you're like, of course he's playing it down. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, Gandalf's just like been fucking about and then his boss comes in and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, uh -uh. Why are you encouraging them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Again, like, I feel like Richard Armitage does the best acting. It feels like when he, when he's talking, it, 
it feels it feels like he he's this is really hard for him and this is really important to him and then and then you get like Bomba and and he's he eats a sausage he, and falls off his chair. No, James Nesbitt throws a sausage to him and he's therefore too heavy for the table and the legs break. Ah ha ha. And it's just like, oh. I mean, comedy. The, the dwarves are funny, but not. that's the wrong kind of funny. Mm. It's like, it's, it should be more like Gimli, whose dad, incidentally, is in this. Yeah. But he doesn't get many lines either. Good beards, though. Good beards. Very nice costumes, I yeah, have to say. Yeah, And, yeah, I really like Thorin's outfit with all the fur, and then he's got, like, a like a blue thing on, and he's got all that nice, like, tessellated metal shirt. Mm. Um, he, looks, he looks big, even though he's only little, because yeah. he's a dwarf, but he looks... He feels like he has a lot of weight to him as a person and, like, people respect him. Does the second... Is the second one more schlocky? Because from the, like, Benedict... The trailer with Benedict Cumberbatch being all like... I'm not quite sure what you mean. Like, schlock, like, um, just, like, campy. Because I think that's the only way I'm going to enjoy it, it is if it goes, like, funny bad. I don't know. Because I, I, unlike The Lord of the Rings, I've only seen these two once. Like, I've seen The Lord of the Rings endless times. Mm. But I only saw these at the cinema when they came out and I've never got around to watching them again. And I haven't even seen the third one. So I can't really remember is the answer. Luke Evans is pretty good. I seem to he's not Chris Evans. Luke Evans. Chris Evans. Luke Luke Evans. Which is really weird because there's a guy that was at uni with me called Luke Evans. That is weird. It was weird. Wow. <laughs> Two up. people with the same very common name. <laughs> right, do you know what the worst thing about this film is? <laughs> you said that so many times. <laughs> I thought it was well, I think originally this was the case. Like I thought it was gonna be called the Hobbit there and back again. Yeah, I think it was. One of the later... Is the third one not called there and back no, again? No, it's called the Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, yeah. I think originally when it was a two-parter, it was an unexpected journey and there and back again. Yeah. Anyway, yesterday I was thinking up there and back again puns and jokes that I could make. It's not called that. It's called an unexpected journey. So I was going to be like, the Hobbit there and back again, more like... Been there, done that. See, the, uh, the Hobbit. Been there, done that. More like the Hobbit. There and oh, I've forgotten the other one. <laughs> See, these aren't very good either. So I'm quite glad. It there is. and shit, shit again. The Hobbit, an unexpected boredom. The Hobbit, an unappropriate. I want. I'm... We're, I'm done. I'm done. See, yeah. This so, has made me really angry. I wasn't it? this angry watching it. See, I don't know. I feel like there's some really, really nice moments in that film, but then the sum of its parts isn't isn't as isn't as. Yeah, good. It's, it's, I still think the two towers is the best one. Yep. 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 The yep, two yep, towers yep. is very good. The two towers is a very good film. I'm done. I'm done. Um. 
There's it. nothing else to say. Yeah, just just a lot of praise for Richard Armitage, to be honest. Shut up about him. I just really like him. He's rubbish. He's not. You haven't seen North and South. That's not something you'd like. <sighs> but he's in that. That's good. The girl that he falls in love with is really annoying, though. And you didn't <sighs> like see... you. You didn't see the BBC Robin Hood series either, did you? No. Because he's Guy of Gisborne in that. Guy of Gisborne? Yeah. Sheriff of Nottingham's right-hand man. <sighs> right. I still... I I feel like this is like the opposite way round because when we watched Lord of the Rings, I said to you, like, do you understand why people like it? And you were like, yes. And I feel like this is kind of the opposite because I still really like it, but I understand why people don't like it. Oh, thank fuck. I do understand why people don't like it because it is quite meandering. And for me, it's fine. Cause like I've... this podcast. <laughs> I just I find a lot of the additional lore really quite interesting. I find a lot of the additional minutes of this podcast quite boring. But if you've been not... trying to end this for the last ten minutes, I know. Minutes. But I just like just maybe I, you're not the only person in this podcast, Nathan, and maybe I have a bit more to say. Go on then. We would have been finished like by now because this was my summarizing point. But no, no, go you on. had to bit summarize I'm away. I'm gonna keep going. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. All I wanted to say was, I find it interesting. I understand why other people don't. That's all I wanted to say. Great. Great summary. Really good. I feel like this is going to be the thing that, that drives a wedge between us. Cheese wedge. I can't eat cheese. That's probably why it's between us. Yeah, you you have to. You're not doing your your bit. But I can't eat. But I can't eat cheese. Oh, I can't eat the whole thing, can I? But you like cheese. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm still not gonna eat the whole wedge. You can have half of it today and half of it tomorrow. It's still gonna be between us for some time. No, not that long. I can reach around a bit of cheese. We've got to do Glasgow MCM tomorrow, so... Yes, come and see us in the past. Yeah, because this come is and going see out. us in the past. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So we should probably go to bed, because yeah. we need to get up to get the train. Um, so all the way to Glasgow. All the way to the town. Hooray! Um, so, yeah, next week, the next one. I don't know what that one's called. The Desolation of Smaug. Uh, you see, there is a there is a particular line that Smaug has that I like in this in this next one. What does he say? He says, "Don't be shy," but it's the way he. Don't be shy. It's just really nice. Well, I look I forward like to that. That particular, it's stuck in my head, so I'm. It, uh, yeah, I like it. Stop it. Okay.